and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down, and glory filled my soul. And then we sang, number 521, A New Name in Glory. And I don't know if Terry chose these songs for a particular reason, but as we were singing that song, it, it says in there, um, sorry, I didn't have this planned. It says, in the last verse, it says, In the book tis written, saved by grace. Oh, the joy that came to my soul. Now I am forgiven, and I know by the blood I am made whole. There's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. And I was, I was thinking about those, and then we sang, um, This is my Father's world. And at the end of that song, it says, Jesus who died shall be satisfied. And, and I was thinking, and I was contemplating that, and I was picturing in my mind a courtroom. And I was thinking about just how, like, let's say that I had robbed Joe. That would be a terrible, awful thing. But Joe takes me to court because I had robbed him. The judge's job is to, by the end of that, to make Joe whole again. But Joe, if he had come by that money ill-gottenly, there is that legal term, the, the doctrine of clean hands. So if Joe had robbed Leon to get that money, the judge would say, I'm sorry, but Joe, but... You know, that money wasn't yours to begin with. You you got that money by ill-gotten gain. And I because you do not have clean hands in the matter, I cannot make you whole. And the, jo the judge's job is to satisfy the law. And as I was just thinking about those songs and about how they talked about how how we are made whole. We are made right. We are put in a right position before God. And guess what? I can't do anything to get Joe to heaven. And Joe can't do anything to get Leon to heaven. Because none of us have clean hands. Or as the Bible says, clean hands and a pure heart. Who has not lifted up his soul to vanity. And that's why Jesus, being the perfect spotless Lamb of God, is so, so important. And you don't spend too much time in this world before you realize that it's a messed up place. And a lot of people, we even talked, I even heard someone talking about it this morning, a lot of people don't want to come into the doors of the church because they think that these people here sitting here on a Sunday night, are all uppity, perfect, righteous people. <laughs> and if they come into the door of the church, then we're all going to put our glasses down and look at them and judge them for the sins that they have committed. They think that people are going to look down on them for the sins that they have. It's a messed up world. 
And I often think about my past and just the sins that that I committed and the ones that have been nailed to the cross of Jesus Christ and that I do not deserve heaven. And now what I want more than anything is to find people in the midst of sin and deception and to see them come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. And I beg. And I plead with them. And I hope you do. I hope you do too. And I think some people think that if you go to church and you go to church and go to church, maybe God will be happy with you. And then I go into church and and I got to sit there and listen to, to boring church service when I could be watching football. And they're missing the message. They're missing the hope. And then life just piles on them. And we have instances like Genesis chapter 34. Where everything just falls apart and our lives are ruined and families are broken and and it just spirals out of control. I, I don't know if if anybody is reading on the news this week or watching the news or something, but there was a mother, uh, I saw it last night, I saw it again today. There was a mother who posted a picture in her son's story. And she had a before and after picture of her son, before drugs and after drugs. Did anybody else see that See that news article or read that? And you read her story about, you know, if you see my son, you know, tell him we're praying for him. Uh, let him know that, that he can come back and he can find hope. And, and in there, I think there was a mother begging and pleading. For her boy who's run away from the Lord. And you could just see how it physically destroyed him. And I know that sin in a life without God was physically destroying me. And the greatest thing I ever did was to say, Lord, I surrender to you. And I'm going to give my life to you and let you change it. And just I'm going to go wholeheartedly into this life with Christ. Jesus Christ changed it. But I think we all come from, from backgrounds, from families, and we all live in situations and we all hear about and know of Genesis chapter 34 type of stories. And we're talking about this deception through the Bible. But in Genesis chapter 34, let's read the passage. Maybe you haven't read this passage in a while. Maybe you're not familiar with the story. It says, now Dana, Dinah, not Dana, now Dinah, the daughter of Leah, whom she had borne to Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. And when Shechem, the son of Hamor, the Hivite, prince of the country, saw her, he took her and lay, lay with her and violated her. His soul was strongly attracted to Dinah, the daughter of Jacob, and he loved the young woman and spoke kindly to the young woman. So Shechem spoke to his father Hamor, saying, Get me this woman as a wife. And Jacob heard that he had defiled Dinah, his daughter. Now his sons were with his livestock in the field. So Jacob held his peace until they came. 
And Hamor, the father of Shechem, went out to Jacob to speak with him. And the sons of Jacob came in from the field when they heard it, and the men were grieved and very angry, because he had done a disgraceful thing in Israel by lying with Jacob's daughter, a thing which ought not to be done. But Hamer spoke with them, saying, The soul of my son Shechem longs for your daughter. Please give her to him as a wife. Make marriages with us. Give your daughters to us. And take our daughters to yourselves. So you shall dwell with us. And the land shall be before you. Dwell and trade in it. And acquire possessions for yourselves in it. Then Shechem said to her father and her brothers, Let me find favor in your eyes, and whatever you say to me, I will give. Ask me ever so much dowry and gift, and I will give according to what you say to me. But give me the young woman as a wife. But the sons of Jacob answered Shechem and Hamor his father, and spoke deceitfully, because he had defiled Dinah their sister. And they said to them, We cannot do this thing to give our sister to one who is uncircumcised, for that would be a reproach to us. But on this condition, you will consen- we will consent to you. If you will become as we are, in ev- if every male of you is circumcised, then we will give our daughters to you, and we will take your daughters to us, and we will dwell with you, and we will become one people. But if you will not heed us, and be circumcised, then we will take our daughter and be gone. And the words pleased Hamor and Shechem, Hamor's son. So the young man did not delay to do the thing, because he delighted in Jacob's daughter. He was more honorable than all the household of his father. And Hamor and Shechem, his son, came to the gate of the city and spoke with the men of the city, saying, These men are at peace with us. Therefore, let them dwell in the land and trade in it. For indeed, the land is large enough for them. Let us take their daughters to us as wives, and let us give them our daughters. Only in one condition will the men consent to dwell with us, to be one people if every male among us is circumcised, as they are circumcised. Will not their livestock, their property, and every animal of theirs be ours? Only let us consent to them, And they will dwell with us. And all who went out of the gate of the city heeded Hamor and Shechem his son. Every male was circumcised, all who went out to the gate of the city. Now it came to pass on the third day, when they were in pain, that the two sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, each took his sword and came boldly upon the city and killed all the males. And they, took, they killed Hamor and Shechem, his son, with the edge of the sword, and took Dinah from Shechem's house and went out. The sons of Jacob came upon the slain and plundered the city because their sister had been defiled. They took the sheep, their oxen, and their donkeys, what was in the city and what was in the field, and all their wealth, and all their little ones, and, all, and their wives. They took captive, and they plundered even all that was in the house. Then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have troubled me by making me obnoxious among the inhabitants of the land, among the Canaanites and the Perizzites 
And since I am few in number, they will gather themselves together against me and kill me. I shall be destroyed, my household and I. But they said, should he treat our sister like a harlot? And, you know, last week we read the story of Tamar. This week we read the story of Dinah. And I hope that that these things uh, break your heart. But I really, I want to talk about deception. Because I, I, and I wanted to think about the stories in the Bible where deception was prevalent. And where deceit was something that someone took into their life and just how it destroyed their life. And deception is something that runs all the way through the Bible and ruins life after life after life and person after person after person. And so many of us could probably, we hear this story and it makes us sick to our stomach as we picture Levi and Simeon uh, convincing these men to be circumcised. And then when they're at their weakest, through the deception there, they go in and they kill everyone in that city, all the men in that city. And they take the spoils for, for themselves. And we go, ah, and I guess the, the point that I begin to think about in that situation is that these were the children of Jacob, right? The guy who has his name changed to Israel. These become the 12 tribes of Israel. And, and here they, they are involved in in deception. And it all starts with, guess what, guess what the root of this whole thing is? As we look at that. Oh, Barbara, if you, it's in there. Now click on it once with the left thing. When I can see the little arrow up there on the screen, it's on the TV, the arrow. Move the cursor around a little bit. Click it with the left click twice. It's okay. That's okay. Okay, then it needs to be, you need to take the cursor and slide it and keep sliding it and keep sliding it and keep sliding it all the way, I think, to the left. It might be to the right until I can see it on that screen. Now move it to the right and just slide it and slide it and slide it and slide it until, well, you can see it on that screen too if it goes up there. Keep sliding it. I don't see it yet. It's okay. Don't worry about it, Mrs. Guernsey. Don't worry about it. It's okay. I can do it without that. I've done it many times without that, and I don't need that. Okay? In Genesis chapter 34, verse 2, the first thing I put was sin. Sin. That's it. So verse 34 and verse 2, it says, And when Shechem... The son of Hamar, the Hivite, prince of the country, saw her. He took her and lay with her and violated her. It started with sin. I put capital S, capital I, capital N, exclamation point. Because that's, that's what it is. Let's call sin, sin. Right? And at the beginning, at the root of this problem is sin. And as we look at um, situations. 
the problems in life. And I, I'm not going to say that all the trials, all the testings, all the heartaches that you face are the direct result of sin. I can prove to you from the Bible that sometimes God allows you to face things and to go through with things, not because you're sinning, but he wants to get the glory. He wants to refine your Christian life. He wants to show the world how great he is in cases like Job and Joseph. But at the same time, as you watch and you see uh, your family, I, I encourage you to look inward. This is very, very important because we have a hard time doing this. A lot of us have an easy, has a much more easy time looking at the neighbors and going, Oh, I know why their life is falling apart. I heard them say, let's go inward, right? The root, and we begin to look back, and, and we can usually see the root of those problems. Start with and begin with sin. And maybe uh, you don't have sin like Genesis chapter 34 and verse 2. Praise the Lord. If you don't, because there are so many people that do. And sometimes we sit here and we go, why, why did God put something like that in the Bible? Because guess what? That's real life. And guess what? That's that's something that that happens and goes on and, and can be terrible and destroy. And. That is, it's real. And so the first thing that I notice is that there's sin. And usually sin, sin is followed by what we find in verse 7. Where it says, And the sons of Jacob came in from the field when they heard it. And the men, and the men were grieved and very angry because he had done this disgraceful thing. By lying with Jacob's daughter. A thing which ought not to be done. Is it back up there? Okay, yeah, good. The only mistake I made is that I didn't change my notes. There we go. And so in verse 7, the next thing that happens is because there was sin. Because this is something that ought not to have taken place. The next thing that happens is anger. And these guys, these, these men are are very angry. And I, I understand. If I was Dinah's brother or father, and I had heard about this happening, I would be angry too. I would want justice. And, and, and I say this often to people. When someone has been wronged, I usually can't say, that I understand because I didn't go through the situation with them. I don't know the specifics of it. But when someone has been wronged and they tell me the, the horrible things that have gone on in their life. I can't tell them that I understand. I can't tell them that I can sympathize with them because I have been down that road with them. But I can tell them this. I can tell them that God holds people accountable for their crimes and for their actions. And even if 
the justice system fails, my God will not. And every single sin will be dealt with, either in the lake of fire or at the blood of Jesus Christ. And both of those places are true and proper justice for a crime. And so if you have anger, take it to the cross. Because we have a God who can understand a hatred for sin. We have a God who does not let things get off, let things go and let them off the hook for a crime. God takes care of these things. These things that I love the way that it's it's phrased there, something that ought not to be done. But what we shouldn't do is what we find in verses 13 to 17, where it says, But the sons of Jacob answered Shechem and Hamor his father and spoke, what's it say there? Deceitfully. Because he had defiled Dinah, their sister. And they said to them, We cannot do this thing to give our sister, the one who, who is uncircumcised. For that would be a reproach to us. On this condition will we consent to you. If you will become as we are, if every male of you is circumcised, then we will give our daughters to you, and we will take our daughters to us, and we will dwell with you, and we will become one people. But if you will not heed us and be circumcised, then we will take our people, uh, take our daughter and be gone. And I look at that, and, and you might say, well, you know, maybe at the start, these guys, they might have had the right intentions. Look at verse 13. No, what was their thoughts from the very beginning? They were deceitful. Sin led to anger, which led to lies. And don't you just see this spiral? Um, I, there was a Bible teacher that I really, really, really liked. And he talked about the downward spiral that you find all through Scripture. He said, read the book of Judges. It's like the nation of Israel is flushing a toilet. And they're just going down, 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 down. Read the Bible. That's what happens. Read this situation. That's what happens. But in the Bible, in the book of Judges, Every once in a while, God sends along a judge. In the land of Israel, God sends along a Joseph. In the nation of Israel, God sends along a King David. In this earth, God sends along a Jesus Christ. And righteousness comes into play. And everything can change. And in our situation, in our world today, you might say, Oh, I know exactly what he's talking about. America is the same way. He's going down. Down, down. Couldn't God send someone, a, a person, a preacher, a prophet into this land and everything could change? We heard about Barb Guernsey gave a great testimony about God doing great and wonderful things. There could be a change. There could be a revival in this land. And as we look and we might say, well, it's going down, down, down. God can make a difference. Now, if things left to themselves... They will tend to go down because that is the natural state of man. Going down, down, 
down. And these lies, they led to murder. Verse 25, Now it came to pass on the third day, when they were in pain, the two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, each took his sword and came boldly upon the city and killed all the males. I, from what I read in this passage of Scripture, this is not some righteous vengeance for a crime that had been committed. This is murder. It's not right. They acted deceitfully. They took these lies unjustly. And, and Jacob says, you guys have done something wrong. They did something inappropriate. And then it led to family trouble. In verse 30, it says, Then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have troubled me by making me obnoxious among the inhabitants of the land, among the Canaanites and the Perizzites. And since I am few in number, they will gather themselves together against me and kill me. I shall be destroyed, my household and I. Then at the end of that, you see him say, but they said, should he treat our sister like a harlot? And don't you just see, this is just going to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And sin leads to sin, which leads to sin and leads to sin. And it just gets worse and worse. And this world is going to get more and more depraved unless God does something. Unless he, like in Genesis, sends along a Joseph. Unless, like in this world, he sends along a Jesus Christ to save the world. And today we look in the world and it's getting worse and worse and worse. And maybe this is what you see in your family. Sin, anger, lies, murder, family trouble. Over and over again. And you just feel as if the world is being flushed down a toilet. The Bible is very honest. Deception's at the heart of this. It's at the center. Look at right up there. In the center of all those terrible things. Lies. 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 We all are here. Followers of Jesus Christ. I believe that's probably why most of you are here this, this evening. Is because you have said, I am a follower of of Jesus Christ. And I want him to make a difference in this in my life. Him to save my soul. And you look and you say, man, Pastor Scott, I've got family trouble. And I see this stuff and it, it breaks my heart. Because I understand. I feel like Jacob and my, my family's just falling around. You know, there's sin, there's lies, there's anger, there's family trouble. Just remember, God can send a Joseph. God can send someone to bring Jesus Christ into your life. And who knows where that's going to come from. Maybe God wants you to say something. You to speak out. Or maybe if you say, but I've been saying stuff, and I've been saying stuff, I've been saying stuff. Pray that God will send along that person to reinforce the message that mom and dad or cousin or brother or sister has been saying. Pray, pray, pray. Read your Bible. Speak up. Speak out. 
Because God is greater than sin. And I started out by saying, we sang these songs about being made whole. About the doctrine of clean hands. And about justice being served and, and being satisfied. Jesus Christ's sacrifice can do all those things for us. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you'll be with us tonight. Lord, as we talk about these songs that deal with sin, these, these stories that deal with sin and heartbreak and, and hurt families and broken hearts and just sin, Lord. Lord, I know we all, we all know here that we are just sinners saved by grace, and we thank you for it. I pray that you'll help us to continue to, to reach out and share the gospel with others. Thank you for your salvation. In Jesus' name, amen.